You're listening to Spice Radio, 1200 AM. This is The Morning Buzz, and we are speaking to Jeevan Sunga, editor-in-chief at 5X Press. We're talking about our piece on how rideshare drivers in Metro Vancouver are hitting the streets to protest unfair working conditions. Just going to tell us what is going on there. Jeevan, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thanks for having me. Now, tell me, how did you come across this story? I came across it on Twitter, actually. Um, I just saw a video of a bunch of Uber and Lyft drivers um, protesting outside of Vancouver Art Gallery. And I reached out to some of the drivers who had been kind of starting to raise awareness about um, issues in the working environment that they weren't happy about. And I guess I just started to learn more. Mm-hmm. And what were the concerns that you were hearing from these drivers? There's a lot, um, and I'll try and be brief as I explain them, but I think a lot of it comes down to um, gig workers because because rideshare drivers don't necessarily, they don't fit under the requirements of, of full, full-time employees. A lot of the times they don't get the same um, coverage and safety that um, full-time employees get. So one of that means they don't have a secure minimum wage or a guaranteed minimum wage. So what folks have been noticing is that a lot of the Uber and Lyft drivers that I've spoken to uh, for this piece are working close to 12, 13, 14, 15 hours. But at the end of the day, when they add up how much they're making, it's actually turning out to be less than minimum wage. I've spoken to drivers who've been driving since 2018, 2019, And while they said the money was good at that time and they were actually able to make a living, as the cost of living has increased, the wages haven't increased proportionately. And another issue that has come up is a lack of transparency from Uber and Lyft. So when something happens in the sense, let's say, um, a, a rider or a passenger has a complaint with a driver, and it may be for a legitimate reason and it may be for a not legitimate reason, um... There's no arbitrator, there's no person that comes and kind of hears the rider's side and then hears the driver's side. A lot of the times what happens is their accounts get suspended for a 15-day period within which the driver can't make money. And for a lot of people, Uber is their main source of income, which makes it really difficult. And then on top of that, trying to contact Uber or Lyft becomes difficult because they might only have a um, tech support line or a phone support line that takes hours and hours and hours to get through, and they can't use it while they're driving. So all of these issues kind of make it difficult for people to make a living, especially those who are relying on it full-time. And, you know, Jeevan, I remember it was a couple years ago where they introduced, you know, Uber and Lyft into the market here. There was a lot of back and forth. I remember hearing from the taxi industry, they were very not much for it because, you know, with the taxi industry, they have a whole system that they have to go through. They have a licensing and everything. And now with Uber and Lyft, they don't have such licensing. They don't have those requirements. And is that something that kind of came up, you know, when you were having these conversations? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the main, when I was doing like research, one of the main counter arguments to a lot of people raising their voice about rideshare driving is like, okay, well, why don't you just go drive a taxi then? And I brought that up with a lot of the drivers. I was like, well, what do you have to say to that? And they're like, you know, taxi driving, it has different limitations. And one of the biggest things that draws people to Uber is the flexibility. There is flexibility. And a lot of people, I spoke to someone who is a caretaker for his elderly father. Other people have children. Um, Other people have someone who is um, chronically ill in their lives. 
and the flexibility enables them to be able to like take care of them, drive them to appointments, and they should still be able to make money. And, and also with taxi driving, there's a zoning system and there's set hours. So it doesn't give them the opportunity to be present in their lives in the way that they need to. So there's definitely benefits and, and um, pluses that are, like, drawing people to Uber and Lyft. Um, and they're, they're not necessarily criticizing that. They're more just hoping that Uber and Lyft in exchange can provide a bit more security and a bit more safety for them. And even with the surge in gas prices, do you think the fuel surcharge that is being put on to the customers, is that providing any relief for our Uber drivers? I think I think what's happening too, and one, one thing that has come up quite a bit, is that so Uber and Lyft, they claim to only take 25% of whatever the driver makes or whatever the total amount that is made on a ride, on each ride. Um However, a lot of drivers have also been noticing that there are a bunch of rides where that's not fully adding up, and they're seeing that, oh, I'm actually getting cut a bit, or, oh, I'm actually making less than 25%. And unless they go through each and every single ride and add that together, they're actually losing money. And a lot of people don't have time in the day when you're going ride after ride after ride after ride. And in addition, there's a $2 booking fee that the rider, the driver has to take on themselves for every single ride that a lot of drivers have suggested should be taken out of that 25%. It should be included within that 25%. And when you pair that with the cost of gas rising and everything else, and also like the cost of maintaining a car, um, I think that it does provide some relief on the grand scheme of things. The burden is being tipped towards the driver. And knowing this information, I mean, what role can the government play in helping these workers? I mean, I think really what it comes down to and what a lot of the drivers that I've spoken to have suggested is just, you know, lobbying for them to get more regulation and demanding that corporations, you know, have stricter rules and have a more robust infrastructure for them to seek support. Um, Uber has one office in the Lower Mainland. I believe it's in Surrey. And it's more for, like, licensing and documentation. It's not really for troubleshooting. And Lyft, from my knowledge, had an office in Lower Mainland but recently closed it. And so there's no in-person avenue for anyone to go and actually voice their concerns about what's going on and and try to advocate for themselves. And so I think the government can play a role in, you know, helping to regulate how loosely Uber can operate and Lyft can operate. Um, And also, like, one of the biggest things that came up is really that people just want more people to know what's happening. They want more drivers to know that there are people thinking about these things and talking about these things. The the group that I spoke to, they, you know, kind of had their own grievances. They were starting to notice things. They were unhappy with the working conditions. And they started crowdsourcing solutions. There's a WhatsApp group that exists with uh, nearly 550 drivers who are all just trying to help each other find solutions, trying to crowdsource solutions, when in reality that should be on the burden of the the company that's employing them. And so I think the government can play a role in helping advocate for them, and I think by us kind of talking to the people in our lives and raising awareness about the issue, hopefully we can empower the drivers to have more support and potentially these rideshare companies to actually have arbitration and sit down and have a conversation about it. 
And I, I also understand, too, like for a lot of people who do use, you know, rideshare services, too, they always say, for, as from the consumer's point of view, that from a cost point, you know, they tend to save a lot of money and stuff. But are most consumers, you know, aware of the practices that are going on at, you know, companies like Lyft and Uber? I don't I don't think so. I mean, I think there's I think there's a knowledge that it's cheaper and it's more convenient. I think that's the main thing. It, it is way more convenient. It's more flexible. Um, and I think like. There was there were there were things that came up. For example, one of the drivers uh, was sharing with me how when he drives late at night, a lot of the times there are passengers and riders who have been drinking, and they'll make requests like, "Oh, can you stop at a McDonald's? Oh, can you stop here? Can you stop at a Seven Eleven?" And he explained to me that while he doesn't have an issue with the request, unless they do it through the app, unless they actually add a stop through the app he'll get in trouble and he has the potential of getting his um, account suspended. Now that's something, or even if you're going anywhere and you want to stop somewhere, that's something I hadn't even considered. Cause I know a lot of people are like, Oh no, no, it's fine. Just ask whatever. They'll probably do it if they're nice. But if that has the potential to cut off someone's source of income or whether that's their main or auxiliary source of income for 15 days, then it's not worth even asking in my opinion. So I think there's a lot of things about the inner workings. I had no idea how much um, Uber takes a cut and how much the drivers are getting. Um, I spoke to people who have driven. One of the drivers I talked to said he drove 361 days last year. 361 days last year and still is struggling to make ends meet. And so I think there's a lot that's going on that if we don't have access to that information, it's hard for us to know. And so hopefully these conversations can start to shine a light on that. It sure looks like that Uber needs to step up their HR game, yeah. <laughs> they definitely do. Jeevan, as always, appreciate talking to you. And I know you said the piece will be out tomorrow, right? Yes, it'll be out tomorrow on, at 5 Express. Awesome. Thank you so much. You take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. We just spoke to Jeevan Sangha, editor-in-chief at 5X Press, and we talked all about her piece about how rideshare drivers in Metro Vancouver are hitting the streets to protest unfair working conditions. If you want to check that out, it'll be available tomorrow at 5xfest.com slash 5xpress. Stay with us here on Spice Radio 1200 AM. This is The Morning Buzz.